back from getting smokes. I swear I'm still here. Alright guys, welcome Hello? back to Sequel Decay! What is going on? We're talking about Godzilla 98 again! No! Yeah! No! Speaking no! of Godzilla 98, my <laughs> three inches! Oh, yes! Yes! No! Yes! Oh, oh god! Do we have a bouncy intro theme we can play right now? <laughs> <laughs> This is the show now, Brandon, where we scream about our in Godzilla 98 deal. Yes! We've really gone downhill. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> everybody. I'm back. Okay, it's been a while since I've been on the show. All three of us are back, boys. The boys are back in town. Original crew. The original crew, finally. All right. It's been a while. We're good. I gotta do the well, thing. There's gonna be an Oliver, though. There's gonna be an... Yeah, we're gonna have a fourth host, oh, Oliver. <laughs> Oliver, the most charismatic of any sequel to Chaos. <laughs> Alright. So Alright, guys, we gotta get this shit on the road. No, we don't. Alright. We're gonna be here forever. Fuck no. Hello, and welcome back to Sequel Decay, where we struggle to get through the day one franchise at a time. I'm Chris Ranta, and with me is Stefan Salehio. Hello. And for the first time in about seven years, Brandon Pollock. Hello! I'm, back from, the, I'm back from the convenience store with a pack of smokes! Woo! Woo! <laughs> oh no, it's been a while, I've been busy, but I'm back... Hopefully for uh, for the foreseeable future. Yay! Yay! Let's not get our hopes up. Ambiguity! <laughs> <laughs> That'll leave the fuckers waiting. <laughs> so, what are we talking about today, Chris? So, last week we did the MCU Spider-Man, mm -hmm. which, whatever. It's Great. good. Whatever. Yeah, it's good. Who, who gives a shit? Oh yeah, Brandon, you weren't here last week, so what'd you think of Far From Home? I thought it was really good. What'd you think of Homecoming? Also thought it was really good. Okay. That's, that's great. Moving on. So yeah. this week, so last week we did MCU and this week we were going to do Raimi, but because we shifted everything for cynical views, which we mm -hmm. didn't get, mm -hmm. you fucking assholes. Mm. Fuck Very you disappointing. Fuck you guys. I love you. Please don't leave. <laughs> I need your validation. Ignore him, this please, the, God. This is the only reason I don't put a please. shotgun in my mouth every day. Please, Stefan's mom, don't leave. <laughs> Grandma, no. Mom, I love you. I'm sorry I couldn't stay for dinner today. <laughs> Fuck, okay. Please don't kick me out. Fuck, okay. So today we're talking about... Spider-Man Spider Into the Spider-Verse. Spider-Verse, but Sony Pictures Animation, right? Yes, um, uh, this is, I believe, their follow-up. Sony Pictures Animation's follow-up to the Emoji Movie. Lovely film. <laughs> that charming family classic. For all of you, that was sarcasm. Thank you very much. <laughs> Which, uh... I, for one, never would have guessed. <laughs> <laughs> what are you guys talking about? The movie has 105% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's <laughs> a great start. Oh, this Fuck. is brilliant. This is great. Okay. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, Stefan, why don't you tell us a little bit about the plot or something? So, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse has nothing really to do with the previous Spider-Man that came before it, it's, and it's the first animated Spider-Man movie. It's stars Miles Morales, a Afro-Latino kid in Brooklyn, whose universe is Spider-Man, dies tragically, and the Spider-Man powers are transferred to Miles, thanks to a very convenient radioactive spider bite. Which they never f actually kind of tell us where it comes from, I not, noticed. Not really. They, you, you know it comes from Alchemax, and it's from experimentation, well, and, but that's and, the most you get. Well, it's funny, too, because they go back in, they go eventually like to that building, but they, they, there's no, like, spider testing facilities. No. That. Like, there's not, they don't really explain where the spider comes from, but, like, that's... I guess not. In order to foil in a plot that could ultimately doom the city, 
uh, Spider-Man has to team, or Miles has to team up with Spider-Man from other dimensions. And these Spider-Men are Peter Benjamin Parker, who is a washed up Spider-Man who's pushing 40 and whose life is effectively shit. Uh, we'll call him Spider-Dad from here on out. We're also yes. gonna call him borderlining on suicidal. Oh, definitely. Uh, Spider-Man Noir, voiced by Nicolas Cage, who's a Spider-Man from a 30s-style noir universe. Yes. Uh... Penny Parker, who is a anime girl Spider-Man with a mech. Yep. And Peter Porker, the amazing Spider-Ham, who is a cartoon pig. Voiced, Voiced by, by John Mulaney. He's a spider who got bitten by a radioactive pig. <laughs> Voiced by John Mulaney. Voiced by the incredible John Mulaney. And uh, Spider-Gwen, or Spider-Woman, voice, who is uh, Gwen Stacy, voiced by Haley Steinfeld, who is the, also the Gwen Stacy who was... Played by Emma Stone in the Amazing Spider-Man movies, although she's a million times more interesting in these. And yes. also alive. Also alive. Which is Unlike pretty... Emma Stone's character in Spoilers all of the... for next week! <laughs> Wait, uh, we're doing it next week? Fuck! And, uh, Miles is voiced by Shameik Moore. Uh, Peter B. Parker is voiced by Jake Johnson. Yes. Um, I also wouldn't mind calling him Suicidal Man. Suicidal Man. Suicidal-man, Suicidal-man. <laughs> Hangs Does himself whatever. with whatever webs he has. <laughs> Fucked up his marriage and now has no kids. <laughs> <laughs> Can he swing from a thread? Yep, he's swinging. Yep, he's swinging. Yep, yep he's, he's swinging. swinging. <laughs> no, no, no. Can he swing from a thread? Yep, he's swinging. Now no, he's, he's stopped. Dead. <laughs> <laughs> but he's, I was going to say, but he's dead. Because <laughs> it rhymes. This is almost as bad as Spidey Bells. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, um, anyway, that's basically that's basically into the Spider Verse. Chris, what do you think of Spider Man into the Spider Verse? I love. Shut it. the fuck up, Chris. Brandon, what do you think about Into the Spider Verse? <laughs> this is. I was talking. I was talking about this a little bit earlier. Um, not when we were recording. Um, this is my favorite Spider-Man movie. Mm-hmm. Tied with the this original Spider-Man 2 by Sam, by, yeah, Sam Raimi. Just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It it treats fans to all the stuff that they wanted. It executes the story well. There's good character development. It's, it's shot in the cinematography of this movie is incredible. Even, oh, though, it's fuck, an, even yeah. though it's animated. It yeah. looks incredible. Chris. Stefan, what'd you think? <laughs> Since you cut me off the last time. You can't always get what you want. You fucking baby. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I... <laughs> <laughs> this is so much fun. Oh fuck! Fucking I asshole. fucking love this movie so oh, much. So good. Dude. It is easily my favorite Spider-Man movie, mm-hmm. and like as someone who cares about Spider-Man more than most people care about their immediate relatives, like uh, it's just the perfect encapsulation of anything that anybody loves about Spider-Man. What was your favorite part about the movie? Ah, um, <laughs> uh, of of the many moments that there were, if you had to pick one. Oh well, I mean, I think the go-to scene is when Miles does the leap of faith oh, off the off the yeah, side of the building. Yeah, his fingers are still stuck to the building. Yeah, the air, yeah. They showed that in the trailer, but it's even better when you actually see it in the context of the exactly, movie. Exactly, you see what he goes through, right? Oh and yeah, it's it's beautiful. Uh, I love it when they introduce all the all the respective Spider Men. All of them is so good. I love Spider Man Noir and everything to do with him. Like, oh my god! <laughs> the fact that he's voiced by Nicolas Cage too is just. That's perfect the cake, Tops the cake. Perfect. One, one thing I wanted to say about that scene with where he jumps off the building, his fingers are still stuck to the glass mm-hmm. when he jumps there, and so it shows that he's still scared to fucking jump. Oh, yeah. But he just has the bravery and the courage enough to just do it, which is a huge theme of the movie. Oh, yeah. It's just taking that leap of faith. You mm-hmm. know, even though you're scared or no matter how many times you knock down, it's just you get back up and you, you push through. 
Absolutely. Chris, what did you think of Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse? If I have five minutes to fucking talk. <laughs> Not today, bitch! This is my podcast now. Shut up, Dad. The Promised King has returned! <laughs> oh, boy! Are we gonna get Here's Mickey! Are we getting yeah, a suit for that? Yep. Yeah, oh. fuck. Cut! Cut! <laughs> we had a good run, boys. Actually, I don't think we've said... Disney, please don't sue me! <laughs> oh, God. I don't know if I call it a... What's the guy who does the voices? What's that called? The guy who was from the trip? Oh, Steve Coogan? Yeah, yeah no, 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 impersonation. Impersonation, that's what I'm trying yeah, to say. Yeah, you're trying to say impersonation. Okay, so wait, what did you think of the... I... Okay, so now that I have five minutes to talk, you fucking assholes. Yeah, I... Yeah. <laughs> Spit it out, Chris! Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> you fucking stop. I loved it. I saw it before all of you, because they were doing, the, like, these, like, super fucking early screenings of it when, like, the week before the movie actually came out in wide release. Mm-hmm. So, I think it was playing on a Friday night and a Saturday afternoon, and we ended up going to the Saturday afternoon screening. And it was so good. So good. This is one of those movies you had to see in theaters. Oh, yeah. This oh, is yes. this is one of those where if you didn't see it in theaters... Wait till it comes, like, like a re-release of it or something yeah. in the future, and go see it. Yeah, oh, go see it on the biggest screen you can, because I think we're all in agreement that visually... This is the best looking Spider-Man it's, movie. Oh, oh, easily, easily. It's one of the best looking movies I've ever seen. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I would say this is one of the best looking animated films I've ever seen. For oh, sure. it's because it's, it's in that comic book esque style, right? Yeah, we, yeah. We, we even saw at the beginning of the film that it was approved by the comic book yeah. industry, whatever the fuck it is. It, it's it, okay. So the comic book code authority was actually like a major turning point in comics because uh, I think at the beginning of the '60s is when parents groups or whatever started cracking down on like a lot of horror and violent comics like mm-hmm. tales from the crypt and stuff mm-hmm. yeah yes, so great. which effectively started the silver age of comics well so the, a lot of like the goofier batman and uh, superman stuff i think this is actually the 50s marvel uh also originate a lot of its heroes originated in the silver age but they kind of got around it by instead of making their stories like violent keeping the goofy edge but making them more human characters which is where spider-man comes mm-hmm. Uh, he has a lot of goofy sci-fi angles, but it's a very personal story about... It's essentially a coming-of-age story. Yeah, yeah, well, he's very quippy, right? Like, Spider-Man... I was even mentioning when, when you first saw that he dies in this movie at 26. Oh, yeah. yeah. 26! Which is a very... That's four years older than I am right now. Yeah. yeah. That is oh, yeah. so young. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, like, like we're, all, we're all just a little younger than Peter Parker was when he died. Well, yeah, the exactly, exactly, right? Well, he's supposed, he's supposed to get his powers. Well, he said he... He said he had his press for 10 years, right? So if he's yeah. 26, he got it when he was 16. Yeah, yeah so it, that, would have, it, that would make sense in and, comic. And yeah, any Spider-Man may feel he's usually 15 or 16 when yeah. he gets his powers. Which is nuts. Um, it's extremely nuts. The other thing I was going to say is that not only is this the most visually satisfying Spider-Man movie out there, I would say this is the most thematically satisfying Spider-Man movie mm-hmm. out there. Mm-hmm. Like, I still have a super soft spot for Spider-Man 2. We'll talk about it next week. Mm-hmm. But I... God, like, this is probably... I would say, since then, the best Spider-Man movie. I can't, there is nothing that stopped this. Exactly. I can't think of a bad thing about this movie. Oh, nor, nor can I. Like, there's I no can't. point in going and trying to no, pick negatives. No, there's no, 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 there's, like, any negatives you're picking are nitpicks. So, so yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's, This movie is so well-written and yeah. so well-directed and good that it's just, you, well, you're being an I, ass. I, I, yeah. no, no, I, I would say either you're being nitpicky or this movie just straight up isn't your thing. Exactly. Yeah. If, if Spider-Man isn't your thing, then... It's uh, not even just yeah, that, but like power, if this, power to you, but if like, this yeah. style, this meta, jokey, but mm-hmm. still thematically resonant style isn't what you're looking for in a Spider-Man movie, yeah, this obviously isn't for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what's really important to mention as well is that this was produced by Phil Lord and Chris Miller mm-hmm. and co-written by Phil Lord. 
Yep. And I wouldn't be shocked if Miller had his hands on this script too. I would be very surprised. I would be very surprised if he didn't. But uh, as of right now, Lord is the only one credited as a co-writer. Mm-hmm. The other one is I forget his name, Ronnie Rothman, maybe uh, something Rothman. Something yeah. Rothman. Um, yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> that would be a terrible Spider-Man movie. <laughs> Phil Lord and Eli Roth. Okay, so first of all, it's meta as shit, and also <laughs> Spider-Man is a cannibal that's cannibalizing on other Spider-Man. Yeah. And I, it's going to be called the Green Spied Ferno. <laughs> I think that's... Spider-Man and Hostel. I don't know. I think that's just the Moreland storyline from the comics. Okay. Anyway, look up Moreland. <laughs> that that was... that Like, that would be disgusting. But, no, I, I honestly think that as far as, like, things that stimulated me, like, on a visual level and on a brain working level... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I honestly think this is the best Spider-Man movie in years, if not ever. I, I would say this is tied for me for top spot. Oh, 100% with number two. It's yeah. easy number one for Easily. me. Um, it's, just, it's just so good. Like, I, like Where so do we good. even begin to talk about this movie? Like, There's um, there's the character development. There's the, the cinematography. There's we, except, like, there's... Why don't we just start with the visuals? Sure, yeah. You know what? Visuals. Let's start with the visuals. Fuck okay, it. Uh, because it's beautiful. Go, so good. All so, of, so like, if anyone has ever read a comic book and that's that blocky style, you know, mm-hmm. kind of dots all over the picture, yeah. it's exactly that. And oh, they yeah. even do an effect with, like, the background characters, especially in the beginning of the movie, where they kind of look like they're, uh, it kind of looks like if you're not wearing 3D glasses in a 3D movie. Yes, it exactly. Like and yeah. it kind of looks like a very stylized yeah. background from a comic book. I remember asking you that, and yeah. that's Yeah, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. so cool that they would have ha- thought, like, why don't we just do this so it looks cool? Well, it makes it, it really it really brings your view onto what you're like, exactly what you look at this. That's the exact purpose in comic books. Well, and yeah. to see that applied so beautifully in the screen, it's 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 so incredible that people thought that they could do this. Well, and, and not then only did it. Well, not only that, but I also will argue that the comic book style really does bring really does come back to the themes of the movie mm. and a lot of the messages that the film tries to bring out to kids. Yeah. Um, but I was also going to say, like, uh, to pull back the curtain a little bit, uh, we all sat down and watched this together on my new 4K television, which is 65 inches. I hate to brag. Oh. <laughs> and Oh, you love to brag. I, I do. I, no, no, I, a little bit of it's a brag, but the other part of it is Weird like, flex, but okay. <laughs> but no, like a little bit of this is a brag. But also, just watching this, again, just that, like, that stern, like, you need to watch this on as big a television as you possibly can. HD well, I think it's, I've always been the guy, like, oh, is 4K really worth it? Do I really need to buy a 4K TV? And, like, now... This I, movie I, I'm watching Because I've watched this movie on my own TV, right? my yeah. house, right? And then I came here and I watched it on your TV, and I was just like, holy fuck the difference. Oh, yeah. It's ridiculous. Like, and I'm just watching this on a standard Blu-ray, like, I don't have a 4K player, we're just watching this on my PS4. Exactly. And I'm almost considering, like, because... If the PS5 comes with a 4K Blu-ray player in it, sure it will. I wouldn't be shocked. I would. It'd be kind of a downgrade if it didn't. Yeah. yeah. Well, so if the PS5 cool. doesn't come with a 4K Blu-ray player, or if it does, sorry, then I am going to rebuy this on 4K Blu-ray. 100%. Like 100% I'm rebuying this on 4K Blu-ray. Well, as well as like when the, the, the sequel eventually, because there's going to be a sequel. There yeah, will when be. it eventually comes out, you're going to want to have that 4K playing because oh, it's going to yeah. be exactly like this animation style. And so much better. Oh, yeah. Anyway, the main message to take away from this is consume more televisions. <laughs> no, no, the main Bye! Message... <laughs> <laughs> guys ever seen They Live? <laughs> um...
No, but the the main message I'm trying to get across here is watch this on as big a screen as possible yes. because oh, you yeah. are going to appreciate the animation style. You are going to appreciate the cinematography. Mm-hmm. You are going to appreciate every aspect of this film's vision a lot more if you watch this on as big a screen as humanly possible. Yeah. I'm glad we ended up watching this together because I think if I, I was going to watch it on my laptop and I don't think I would have gotten the same oh, amount of enjoyment out of it. Oh, fuck, no. No. Uh, like, stop watching movies on your computer i'll feel bad to go that's yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll keep doing it i've talked to like i've talked to some people right and they're like oh i didn't see it in theaters and i'm like you fucking idiot and they're <laughs> well, like yeah, why they, i don't like and then they watch the movie with me i'm like oh i'm so upset i didn't see it in theaters i'm like i told I, you <laughs> so i've been on i've i'm probably on record as saying like i don't think there's a perfect way to experience a movie but Spider, if you didn't see Spider Verse in the theaters, I'm sorry, but you missed out. You saw it in the theater too, right? I did. I okay. saw it. We, we all uh, not did, opening yeah. day, but I think the week after. Oh, okay. Okay, then I saw it before all you. Pretty guys sure I saw it in 3D as well. One other thing I like about this movie, but this is when the other Spider Man come in. Is it just blends styles of animation? Yes, like, like anime, like old Looney Tunes cartoon style. Yeah, there's no. Cons- <laughs> Did that feel like a cartoon? <laughs> <laughs> there's no consistent character model. And I love it. It's it's because they, they don't really look out of place. No, even just, with yeah, even because they're all slightly cartoony. Yeah, yeah. You got you got an anime character. You got a Warner Brothers cartoon. Essentially, don't yep. get don't get sued. Uh, there's a a fucking noir character. <laughs> even make a well, it, can you say that you, legally? Yeah, <laughs> he says that's all, folks. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Wait a minute. I was gonna say um, the design for Spider Man Noir really reminded me of like something I would see in like. A Sin City comic? Yeah. Oh fuck yeah! I didn't even yeah. think of that. Yeah, Definitely. like or like any really yeah. like noirish Frank Miller comic. Yeah, like Dark Knight Returns even. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, I was even he even kind of reminds me it's it from some angles of uh uh the Batman animated series. The, yes. Yeah. What it reminds me of is I don't know if you guys ever played this game. There was this game called uh, Spider Man. Uh, some kind of interdimensions or something like that. Shattered dimensions. Shattered dimensions. That's yeah. what it is. And you can play as the the 1933 yes, 1934 you could, you noir could. guy. And it just satisfies that. It brings me back to when I was, you know, how how old I was when I was 14, 13. Mm-hmm. I was playing this noir game, right? And I see it as like, it looks exactly like it did oh, yeah. in the game. Or even better because it's in the comic book style. Mm-hmm. It just looks so good and it brought me so much nostalgia. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, like uh, for some reason, Sin City's nostalgic to me too. What the fuck is wrong with me, guys? <laughs> Evil Dead, Sin City, uh, kill me. <laughs> well, this, this movie does so much fan service, like an incredible amount of fan I, service. I oh, would yeah. say it, that it addresses it, the the Raimi Spider Man three fucking emo, emo Peter, emo Peter <laughs> that was in the first two minutes. Well, He's like, this happened. I, okay, so now that we're getting away from the visuals, I want to talk about how this movie is both thematically satisfying and very much like, hey, my brain's working. <laughs> Also, it is a two-hour shit post. <laughs> um, in the way that it makes fun of Nicolas Cage memes, the way that it goes after the emo Peter dance scene, the way that it goes after that 60s Spider-Man meme of them pointing at each other. Oh, the, the very <laughs> yeah. end, yes. Miguel with uh, yeah. Miguel yeah. yeah, That was the hardest I've laughed at a post-credit scene. Oh, my God, in, um, oh yeah. Like, even the post-credit scene in, like, Far From Home, as great as that reveal was, oh. we won't talk about it on the show yet. Oh, my gosh. We'll talk about it later. But it was nowhere near as satisfying as seeing them make fun of, like, the fucking scene from the old 60s cartoon. <laughs> I... I was the only one laughing in the theater, guys. I was dying. I, I was, was like laughing crying. So um, you guys didn't hold a t- little time out real quick. You guys didn't talk about the end credit cutscene from Far From Home yet? I we think we did. touched on it, but we didn't want to spoil anything. We did spoil anything. it. Oh, you didn't want to spoil it. Yeah, yeah, just in case somebody had like walked out before or something. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. Okay. We also, feel comfortable squatting. Yes. So yeah, this movie's a shit post. Um, also, I really liked in like the Times Square sequences where there's a bunch of random posters. Like, there's one making fun of like the typical Seth Rogen movie called "Hold Your Horses." <laughs> um, there's actually a parody of um, Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead called "From Dust Till Shaun," which is also making fun of "From Dust Till Dawn," the Quentin Tarantino di- uh, written and Robert Rodriguez directed. Speaking of Sin City, there was, movie. And in case there was any doubt that this is an alternate universe, there's a poster advertising Steph Curry as a golfer. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that made me laugh. <laughs> there, there's also um there's also a sequel to bridesmaids called baby shower um oh and the other one i noticed was it was a parody of the nick Kroll john Mulaney broadway show called oh hello and it's called hi hello <laughs> so that was kind of nifty especially considering john Mulaney's in, in the movie, movie yeah all these little easter eggs they said in the movie that like the actor or like, yeah they changed the sport of a certain very very famous sports player mm-hmm. uh little things like that they just add stuff yeah. yeah, I mean, it makes it seem, and it yeah. was it was kind of clever and it was kind of funny. Well, it, it adds that that cheesiness, that corniness it, of old comics to the well, real yeah. life, yeah. right? And it if and I love how they treat it like a subtle running gag, and they don't make it blatant. So you're just sitting there going, <laughs> yeah. I like how even like the stuff that it does like kind of bring back for nostalgia's sake. Like it just twisted a lot uh, enough. Like, yeah, Scorpion's back. But, but he, he's a Mexican. He's a Mexican <laughs> cartel boss, which is a thing in the Ultimate Comics, but he also has, like, these mechanical scorpion legs and a tail. Yeah. Uh, Where in the comics, he's just, like, just a suit, right? In the comics, he's just a suit, and he's, uh, he's a white guy. His name is Matt Gargan. Yeah. And he becomes Venom at one point, which is strange. Uh, so, uh, many, so many different things. Oh, yeah. Uh, Doc Ock's back, but she's a lady. Uh, what else we got? Prowler. Um, Hmm? The Prowler. Prowler's back and really fucking good. <laughs> we'll get we'll get to him in a, in oh a while. Oh my god, Prowler. His storyline. Yeah. All the subtle variations on Peter's story and how they reference other versions of the character and how they build and how they build up new characters yeah. and whatnot. And something I found that was really kind of not really super important to the plot, but I thought it was just a kind of cute little thing. You know how in the very first uh actually I'm gonna go back to the Raimi Spider Man just for yeah, a quick yeah, second. Yeah. In the very first part I went into, you know, Peter kisses MJ upside down when in the rain. Uh-huh. Right, very iconic scene. Everyone knows about it. They did the exact same scene in this movie, except it showed you know Spider Man looks like she's upside, he's upside down, and he's kissing MJ. But then it zooms out, and it's actually the other way around, where MJ is the one hanging upside down. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> I don't know. I thought that was yeah, a there's like little variations on yeah. things, like in Spider Man Two, the scene where he. Um, Remember that scene in the restaurant where... Yeah, where, he's, where he dodges the car. Where he dodges the car and he, like, grabs MJ. Yeah. In Spider-Verse, he just destroys the car. <laughs> punches the car. He just flat out punches the car. So, yeah, like, there's little variations like that. And, of course, they kept the Evo Peters intact. I just love how they, they they don't even give a fuck what time it is. They're like, this is what it is. Deal with it. Yeah. You know, it's like... <laughs> it's it's great. Fuck Peter. Miles is great. Miles. Yeah, Miles is great. <laughs> all, so, all the characters are great, actually. Let's let's, let's talk about Miles. So no. to get, if if I may, I'd like to give a little backstory, to like what Miles originated as his character. Yeah. yeah. So Miles originated in uh, I forget what year. I think it was like 2010, uh, when Marvel announced that they would be killing off the Ultimate Spider-Man, Peter Parker, in the Ultimate Universe, the Ultimate Universe, and they announced that he would be replaced with Miles Morales, who is Afro Puerto Rican. And uh, the internet being what it is, mm-hmm. <laughs> they did not. What do it. you mean? I don't want to have a black man as Spider Man. Why you... are they remaking the Little Mermaid with a black girl? Yeah. <laughs> Why did they cast Halle Berry as Little Mermaid? I know it was Halle Bailey. <laughs> Why will Miles Morales date me? <laughs> 
Why won't the Why won't the lady Ghostbusters date me? I'd make a better Spider-Man than Miles would. <laughs> Ripped the headphone users. <laughs> oh yeah, but like, that's the general internet reaction to anything that changes. Oh, right? basically, and, and not even just comics. Right? It's anything, especially if it's something race related. <laughs> really, especially. race related, gender related. Oh yeah, race. But anything that's not a you know, a skinny-ass white boy. So, from, from Queens. Anyway, when Miles Morales took over, and a story that was actually has some similarities to this one, but it's not overly, overtly similar. Funny thing happened, everybody loved him. And so now he's being used as the example to shit on other minority superheroes. Is like, well, if they want to do a diverse superhero, they should do it like Miles Morales, who we were on board with from the beginning. <laughs> Even though they weren't. No, uh, they Miles. absolutely weren't. But anyway, My- and now Miles is an established part of the Marvel Universe. Yes. So it makes sense they would bring him back, because there's only so many variations of Peter Parker that we're going to have to fucking be able to fucking take. Yeah. Uh, and with Miles and this, they kind of play up more, I feel like... I feel like he's portrayed as being anxious of like he has some sort of anxiety disorder uh he's very uh kind of rea- oh, mm, what what would the, what would the term be he's very panicky for yeah. one he has uh trouble figuring out where he wants to be he doesn't feel comfortable around uh Other in his people. new char- fancy elite charter school yeah uh and he struggles to feel like he really deserves to be spider-man it let's like Stanley says, like, the suit will fit eventually, but for now it's, like, breaking at the seams. And he's having trouble keeping it together. Um, but I think that does tie into the major theme of the movie, which is the leap of faith. But uh, before I go into that, do either of you have anything to say about Miles? Um, no, I think you said it all. Um, the other, if we're gonna go into characters, though, I do want to talk about how some fucking how they made Peter Parker feel fresh again. Oh my like, god, Like, as a yeah. character? Yeah! yeah. Like, Cause he, guys, guys, they've rebooted Spider-Man four times. twice already. They've made three different iterations of Spider-Man cinematically in the last live not a- even twenty live, years. Live action, right? Like yeah, just... like live action, like in like not even twenty years. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, like wh- the original, the first Raimi Spider-Man came out what two thousand two? Two thousand two, exactly. It's been sixteen. No, it's been about seventeen years. years. Seventeen years, and they rebooted the franchise three times. Yeah, like they've done yeah, all from three, the, they all from the same studio. Studio. Yeah, it's because, and the reason this feels good is because they don't even try to take the same like route with it, and thank fucking god. Well, exactly. Oh, well, god they, they, if they did. Well, the thing I like about this one is that they admit they fucked up a lot, and they just roll with it. Yeah, and it's like these are all fuck ups. Deal with it. We're gonna make something new. That which is yeah. Which I was is, gonna say that feels more like a Lord and Miller thing than that does a Sony thing because Lord and Miller are very well known for you know taking things like that and just really taking the piss out of them. Mm -hmm. Like, if you even watch, like, one of the Jump Street movies, you'd see that. Hell, if you watch the fucking credits scene for 22 Jump Street. Oh, shit, here we go again. (laughs) (laughs) No, well, yeah, like, I could imagine, like, if they ever made 23 Jump Street, and I don't know Uh, if I would be able to. I thought they were making 23 Jump Street. It was originally going to be the, you know, like, what Men in Black International is now? Yeah. That was going to be a Jump Street Men in Black crossover. Yeah, that's what I thought it was too. Yeah, and I mean, not to do that. You know what? It's a good thing they did. Yeah, that would have been stupid. Yeah, yeah, that would have been dumb. That would have been complete horseshit. Um, and I don't think Lord Miller would have been involved. But basically, like even like looking at the Lego Movie and how they make fun of stuff in that movie, or you know, like I said, the Jump Street movies, especially, like it makes a lot of sense that they would be taking the piss out of Spider Man and what Sony's done with it for better or worse. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And yeah, yeah. 
And another thing I kind of want to bring up going back to the visual shit, because I actually didn't think about this till now. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how every Lord and Miller involved animated film they've made in the last, you know, while, even like Clone High, like every animation style is so different. Oh yeah, definitely. Like I was trying to sit there going like, does this fit in the mold of like Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs? Like obviously not the Lego movie, like that or Clone High. It's like, no, it doesn't. It is its own thing. And exactly. it's amazing how each and every one of those movies is unique. Even broadening the scope to other animated stuff. Like there's nothing like this. No, there is absolutely nothing like this. Like well, this is it's, beautiful. It's, it's the first comic book looking like page look comic book page looking movie that I've yeah. ever seen. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, like a lot yeah. of the a lot of the shots in this movie look like panels of a comic book. Exactly. Just straight out I, of I think that's something that animation is animation is the only way to ca- actually capture that because they've yeah. tried stuff like that in uh live action movies, but it's doesn't feel jarring necessarily, but they can only do so no, it's much. Because it's, it's I, I think Sin yeah. City came really fucking close. Well, it's, it's, sure, but they can only come so close. Well, yeah, oh, exactly. because, well, yeah. because you get to a point where the people are too realistic. Let's move on to some character development, because that is another huge part of this movie that I just, I think I loved. Oh yeah, like so every, every character feels good. well fleshed out. Like every yeah. character feels fleshed out. I get, yeah, I guess we can start with talking about like, like, like Miles. Like, we've yeah. been talking about Miles for the entire time, but, like, in terms of the character, he starts off, like you said, Stefan, you know, as this kid who doesn't really know what he's doing, doesn't really... There's this overall theme, like, when he when Peter Parker dies, mm. he goes to the, immediately to the shop to see, you know, Stanley, the Stanley cameo. Yeah. Great cameo. Oh, yeah. But he goes to the shop and he, fit, he picks the suit, right? You know, it'll fit eventually, but he's wearing, and he's wearing the suit the rest of the film until yeah. he makes his own. Yeah. Right? It's, it's this constant recurring theme of I'm never going to be able to live up to the Spider-Man shoes. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. never going to be able to fit the suit. I'm never going to be able to, you know, mm-hmm. that, some, that kind of theme, right? And then it's only when he realizes, you know, like you said, takes that leap of faith. Yeah. You no, know? and he realizes he doesn't need to fit it in the same way. Yeah, and, 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 and the thing is, it only happens after he talks. He really connects with his dad through the door in that mm-hmm. in that incredible shot. Oh yeah, of, mm-hmm. of where it's just the black line in the middle and then the door on the other side of the door, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just so good because I feel like that, I related to that a lot because me and my dad, like I love my dad, but we don't always aren't always on the same page, right? Like we've mm-hmm. had our differences. And, well, I think uh, every family's like well, exactly, oh, yeah. right? But it really gives that flag. It's like the, the son is looking for the dad's approval, right? Yeah. He's looking to you know prove to his dad that he is the son he's supposed to be. He's mm-hmm. he wants he wants to make his dad proud, right? And so when he gets that thing from his dad, he's like, I don't care what you do with the spark you have. I just know you have it. You go do what you want with it. Be your own person. He, he kind of has that that reason now that he just he feels like he's i guess a little bit more whole mm-hmm. right he, he's he's he got that piece that he was missing yeah from his dad and now he can really dig into himself and what he wants to be and he, his own spider-man which is why he paints his own his own suit and stuff and creates yeah. it and that's why and that's why miles morales is so unique because he's just he's his own person he's not every other spider-man the same peter parker we've seen a million times Right? Yeah, he's his, yeah. Own, he's his own person, which is great. Yeah, yeah, and that feels like a central meta theme of the movie is breaking the mold, which exactly. I think is not only just a a huge turning point for Miles's character mm-hmm. arc, but also a little bit of a commentary on <laughs> this movie breaking the mold from what Sony's kind of done with the well, character. Exactly, yeah. exactly right. Well, yeah. they even changed how like his backstory, like because yes, his uncle still dies, but it was yeah. It's not just oh he was killed by some mugger in the street. No, his uncle. And this is a huge fucking spoiler. This is like one of the turning points in the movie. His uncle is the fucking Prowler. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which is the thing they brought over from the comics, but they do it in a very different in way. In a very... And it's just such a shock, because as soon as Miles lifts up his mask, and, he, you know, Aaron, the guy who plays the Prowler, sees yeah. Miles, he just completely changes how he's acting. Marshall, he goes, he goes, great. He goes from he's this so murderous, yeah. cold-blooded fucking killer mm-hmm. to, oh, fuck, I'm hunting my nephew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
what am I doing with my life? And I, then and that really shows in Miles' reaction to when he dies. Because it's yeah. like, I look up to this guy for so long, and I've always had a soft spot for you, and you ended up being the bad guy. Yeah. That is... <laughs> they even do. They even had the meta in it when the when the noir guy's like, "Wow, you have a pretty killer backstory going on right now." Yeah, and fucking Penny Parker <laughs> just goes, "Fucking shut up, man!" Like slaps him in the knee or something. He's like, "Come on!" Like, but like, yeah. it's right though. Like, that's the most. Like, yeah. Um, I, I'm gonna go back to what you were saying about Mahershala Ali being so good in this movie. Yeah, I, it is my firm belief that he won the Oscar for this and not Green Book. I would hope so because he deserves it more for this than Green Book. Yeah, <laughs> thanks to the Green Book. <laughs> I'm no longer racist. <laughs> we can be friends. <laughs> I, that's a, I had to find some no, no. white guys more racist than me. me. <laughs> oh my god. The real the green books, green the racism book. we cured along the way. <laughs> I don't know. This is kind of just like Have you seen that video, Brandon? No, I haven't. Oh, I gotta show it to you after this then. One thing I'm just about the way Miles looks, like the Afro, he has pretty same look. Yeah, he looks mm-hmm. like the guy from Sorry to Bother. Oh, look, yeah, he, he looks like him. The same hairstyle, the same you know facial kind of structure. You know, yeah. I would say for a comic yeah. book movie, but like I just... you're talking about Lakeith Stanfield, right? Like the main guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. The guy who turns. Into... Okay. <laughs> hey, yes, spoiler. that actually spoilers, happens. Spoilers for Sorry to Bother Actually, you. I think Gwen Stacy is pretty much only interesting in the context of Spider Gwen. Yeah, really, really. Well, other the only other purpose she serves is to die. Yeah, in the in the comics and in the Amazing Spider-Man movies, her main purpose is to be Peter's love interest and die, and then she dies in the comics because uh, they were like, okay, we we gotta we gotta introduce some stakes. So let's kill a woman. Yeah, uh, and then which, they bring and they bring well, her to fridge a bitch. Yeah, I mean that's it. it it's very problematic nowadays. Um, mm, yeah, and uh, now and then Amazing Spider-Man they did it because Gwen Stacy died in the comics, and that's how it must be because we're not creative. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we will talk about that in two weeks. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Uh, not really. And, no, we're not. But Gwen Stacy is another interesting case where they brought her in for like a alternate for like a major Spider-Man event called called Spider Verse, mm-hmm. where they brought in a whole bunch of alternate universe alternate universe Spider Mans, and she was brought in as a character in that, and she is uh, from World when Gwen Stacy gets bitten by the spider yeah. and is unable to save her friend Peter Parker, who becomes the Lizard and dies. Yeah. Uh so, which is a oh, really cool really? twist. I didn't know he became lizard. That's kind of interesting. Oh yeah, and it's an ongoing series right now, I believe. And I've only read like the first bit of, bit of it, but it's really good. I'm gonna have to come to you next time you go to a comic book shop and just see what books per- you're getting because, like, I'm kind of wanting to read these. Yeah, things. definitely. I can lend you some. Of That's them the too. thing too. This movie really makes you want to read the comics. Oh, oh yeah. definitely. Because you see that image, and I was like, I want to read that. That looks yeah. cool. Let's, I want, let's just keep doing that stuff. Yeah, you know. And uh, another cool thing about Gwen Stacy is they use the same color palette from the comics for her, which is usually like pink and black. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, uh they uh, her they keep her costume from the comics, but they add a touch as she has blue ballet shoes because she's mm-hmm. a dancer. Yeah, uh, she's visually interesting. She's got a neat. Uh, it's not as developed as uh, Miles or uh, Spider Dad, but uh, where she's trying kind of sh- taken the death of Peter, the her universe is Peter to mean that she should close herself off. And so she's she slowly opens up to Miles. Yeah. And Haley Steinfeld is great. She's got oh some good lines yeah. in it. Uh, Time out real quick. Yeah. Spider Man um, fucking three. Was Glenn Stacy played by fucking Bryce Dallas Howard? That's yes. It. Yep. Ron Howard's kid. Yeah. Okay. I thought so. So Peter B. Parker. Yeah. Spider Dad. Spider. Spider Dad. dad with the sweatpants and fucking everything, man. Suicidal <laughs> man. <laughs> well, I think it, like. Him, us calling him Spider Dad isn't also just because well he looks like a fucking dad. The fucking <laughs> yeah. track he looks pants. like a dad, like the track pants and everything. But he also 
acts like a dad. Yeah. In that way, like, and it, that that him of like, because you find out like that when he's explaining his backstory a little bit, he's like, oh yeah, MJ wanted kids, and I got scared, right? And it's like, okay, that's kind of a cool little twist on Spider-Man I've never really seen before, mm-hmm. you know. And the fact that he kind of see when he interacts with Miles, he kind of sees Miles as like his the kid he never had. Yeah, the kid exactly the kid he never had. And he's training him, and he's realizing, oh, wait, do I want kids? Oh, fuck. And he has this kind of epiphany halfway through the movie, where, or even, like, a, a bit, like a little bit into the movie, like, thir- two-thirds into the movie, where he's like, holy shit, I want kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I want to try again with MJ, because... Life's too I, short. Life's too short, and... Yeah, it's something like that. But he, yeah, but he doesn't realize this until later in the movie, right? No. He's, um, he's also a perpetual fuck-up. Yeah. Completely, yeah. Which is very much <laughs> the logical conclusion of Spider-Man, I think. Yeah, he is a perpetual fuck up. He's absolutely depressed. He's yeah. ruined all his personal relationships. Yep, he's a fat ass. <laughs> he probably has a drinking problem, but this movie's PG. P- Peter doesn't drink. He's never he, in any iteration. He just doesn't. Or drink. I'm pretty sure, but he's, he's as close uh, to being okay. an alcoholic without I was, actually drinking. I, I was gonna say like he like without drinking like he gives off that like he probably has a little bit of a drinking problem vibe. Yeah. Well, one thing I noticed too is when he's explaining his backstory, he's that. I think it's just with any Peter Parker that goes up, right? Is that he still has that... He became Spider-Man who was 16. Yeah. yeah. So, like, he still has that mind of a kid. You know, he eats pizza, lives in a one-bedroom apartment, you know, plays yeah. fucking... Probably plays some video games still, you know, has yeah. that mindset of... Yeah. Even when he's saying, he's like, oh, I made some dicey financial investments. It's like, yeah, like, <laughs> you, you never fucking learned, you didn't yeah. really, you know, learn the financial stuff. He didn't really right? have yeah. a chance to grow up. He, exactly. No. He, didn't, he didn't go through that 18 to 20... Four, yeah, where you learn about all, all like, well, don't really learn. You kind of just muscle your way through how to learning how to taxes yeah. and all that kind of all the investments and shit. That like we're we're currently doing that right now. As yeah, yeah. In the real world, kill me. Yeah, right. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> terrible. I still don't know. What to do. But <laughs> no, yeah, but you get that you get that fucking event like where he just clearly has doesn't know what he's doing with the real life. All he knows to do is Spider Man, right? Yeah. And so every other aspect of his life is falling apart. Mm-hmm. It's really bleak when you think about it. Oh fuck yeah! Oh, it's like extremely it's, bleak. Like it's so bleak. But that kind of gets to the core of like what's always made Spider Man appealing is okay. No, maybe not necessarily that it's bleak, but he's that he, he's that relatable. He's a, he's, a, he's relatable. He's a very human character in, in an industry that is populated by gods. Yes. Well, you were saying yeah. earlier because how you you were shocked that they made, were able to make Spider Man fresh again. Yeah, they were right. able to make Peter Parker fresh again. Yes, right. Peter Parker fresh. Make Peter Parker well, great again. I don't think like everyone's always assumed like, oh yeah, Peter. No one's really ever seen the Spider-Man past the age of like thirty, like or no one really thinks of. Oh, when I you, would like, say when past you, the age of twenty-five. Even that, yeah. You don't, when you think of Spider-Man, you don't think he's been married. He has potential kids. He's he's had a divorce. Like you don't think about that stuff. So it really made. Oh yeah. Allowed, you know, the older generation, like our parents. Yeah. who are have these kind of situations like where people who've been through divorce or stuff like that they kind of they can now more relate to spider-man as opposed to just the people who are between the ages of 18 and 26 yeah, yeah which is actually kind of shocking considering this is the first not pg-13 spider-man movie ever yeah, i think so pause the record but yeah anyway that, it's exactly that the first non-pg-13 it's pg right it's pg yeah yeah it's exactly the fact that they haven't really been able to show a spider-man that can relate to the older generation in how many reboots <laughs> like fuck like the fact that they're it's, it's so yeah. well done yeah like the fact this movie is kind of aimed at a younger demographic and yet it still appeals to absolutely everyone which Literally is again everybody a central theme of this movie is that anyone can be spider-man and this movie relates to everyone well, like, oh yeah off the top of my head i can think of four there's there's the teenagers with fucking miles there's the older generation with peter b parker yeah there's the female 
aspect of it with Gwen Stacy. Mm-hmm. There's the you know older kind of rough, tough kind of Nazi fighting kind of people. From so much the there's nervous. the cartoony really young kids with peter porker yeah, yeah. like it's, it's it hits every age it, group. it hits every demographic exactly. and i think it does it in a way that doesn't feel jarring it feels natural and it does an incredible job at it now since we're starting to talk about themes let's talk about themes and first before we do i want to talk about the visual theme of 42 and its mm. symbolism because it can mean multiple different things well, um, you originally were saying you thought it was a reference to Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Right? Yes, because in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, the number 42 the is the meaning of life and everything in the universe, which actually does line up with something the director had said. Um, he said that the meaning of 42 is uh, chance, fate, and randomness, according to Polygon. In other words, exactly the kind of seemingly small but incredibly significant events that make alternate universes, which you can translate back to being like, this is the meaning of everything that I'm aspiring towards. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Right. Like, like, um, and Stefan, you took it as a Jackie Robinson thing, which I never really I thought about. I was kind of being sarcastic, but it does kind of make sense. It does make well, a lot of sense. Yeah. That we all had three different ideas of what 42 could mean, and they're technically all correct. Oh, yeah. yeah because yeah. you thought it was Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy because it's meaning the life and universe and everything, which is technically what it is. Yeah. Mm. The director said it's about shattered dimensions and the little, like, fate, and which is technically right. I also related because I know that 42 is a huge... Uh, significance in Miles Morales' story alone. Yeah. Because, you know, 42 is the number of the spider uh, yeah. uh, that bit him. Well, I don't even know. I don't even know. It's, I think it's, it's the... such a significant number for that story. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's amazing that 42 means so much yeah. in this movie and that you can interpret it in so many different ways. It feels kind of sucky to be like, oh, let's see what the director actually intended with this because... At mm-hmm. the end of the day, who cares? I like that it can be taken so many. I, I like I like that you can look at it in three thousand different ways. But at least he's not being Darren Aronofsky about it with Mother. Yeah, where he was like, it means the environment, and only the environment. Oh it God. means the environment. It means is that the actually environment. What he said about Mother. Yeah, that's why he said Jesus Mother Christ. is about the environment. Like, which... There's so many different ways you can take. That. I, I, that's another, oh, that's I, for another I got movie. I got to say I prefer the David Lynch approach to things. I, I most certainly do. <laughs> in the future, uh, please let a plate of black coffee out for me. <laughs> Also, also in, in the, the past. past. No, the David Lynch approaches. So, does your movie mean this? No. <laughs> Can you elaborate? No. <laughs> Which is the way it should well, be done. Exactly. It doesn't like, belong to them after well, it's mo- out. Movies, at the end of the day, are an art medium, right? So, it's supposed mm-hmm. to be taken from the, like, uh, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Yeah. Right? Yep. So, you're sp- like, however you take it, that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. If, right? you, if, if it does something for you, great. If not, whatever. If you yeah. need the meaning sped, the spoon fed to you by the creator... Uh, all you're getting is their interpretation. Exactly. You're, you're, not, you're, you're, not, the you're not interacting with it. You're missing the whole point. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it is good to kind of see where they're coming from. Yeah. To an extent, but at the same time, don't take their opinion as gospel. Exactly. Is how I feel. Speaking of themes, because then we're on the topic again. Yes. Let's, Savannah, you wanted to talk about the take the leap of faith theme. Yes. That, that persists through this entire Oh, movie. fuck. My oh, philosophy. He looks like a little boy at Christmas. My philosophy <laughs> 101 is breaking through. Uh, <laughs> all right, hold on. Everyone leave the room. It's about to turn into a lecture. <laughs> okay. Oliver, sit tight. <laughs> I'll try to keep it concise. So you two probably, I'm going to say, have not heard of Soren Kierkegaard. He was a Danish philosopher who lived in the 1800s, who is mostly known for being an incredibly depressing asshole. Uh, like he... all good ones. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> like all Danish people. Lars von Trier. Shut up, Chris. <laughs> and there goes our Danish audience. And one one of the concepts that he kind of pondered on was the leap of faith. Now he took it as a religious concept, where yes. if you if you have to have proof to believe in God, if you need proof for that, 
you're not doing it right. Yeah. It has to be a leap of faith. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's, yeah, and that's evident in a lot of movies. Uh, and in Spider-Verse, nobody really has any certainty about where their future is going to take them. Yeah. Uh, you do, you can't, t- you don't know if Miles is going to fuck it all up in the end. You don't really know if Peter B. Parker is going to fix things with Mary Jane. It's about taking that leap of faith and finding out for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's illustrated beautifully here, even visually if when a Miles jumps off the side of the building, like you mentioned, Brandon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's still scared, but he needs to take that leap. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's the link that Spider-Verse has to long dead, depressed Danish philosophers. Like Lars von Trier. Shut the fuck <laughs> up, Chris. By the way, we are never doing a Lars von Trier sequel to K episode. Oh, uh, for fuck's sake, fuck. we could actually do the Depression Trilogy. Nobody cares, Chris. <laughs> no, Please let me no, do the Depression no. Trilogy. Please. No. Fuck. <laughs> I want to talk about how much I don't care for Nymphomaniacs. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a really compelling eight hours. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, five and a half if you're watching the director's cut. Four if it's the theatrical cut. Well, I, talking about the Leap of Faith though thing, <laughs> it's, it's just... It's so evident in the entire movie, like you said, right? And towards the end, Peter B. Peter B. Parker, because I have to I have to distinguish what fucking Peter Parker. Yeah. Oh yeah, because this is the Chris Spider Dad. Spider Dad. Yeah. Spider Dad kind of like like Miles figures out his own stuff. He gets his powers, and he's obviously you know he's the new Spider Man. He's gonna he's gonna fix it, you know, right? But he had that beautiful moment where he you know uses the same move Peter used on him in the apartment, mm-hmm. or he's sorry at his school where he you know kicks under his feet, drops him, and holds him by the you know the, the scruff of his shirt and says you'll be fine. And he's like Peter B. Parker is just just like how do I know I'm not gonna fuck it up again? Exactly. Basically, and he, well, and without I, that awful word because this is PG. Well, how do I? Sorry, let me let me read. How do I know I'm not gonna mess it up again? Is what he says. I think. Mm-hmm. No, don't quote me the exact line, but well, and so. and Miles reiterates what he's been what Peter's been teaching him the entire movie is. It's a leap of faith, mm. and he's like, "You know what? You're right." And he just lets go, and he's yeah. it's it's that acceptance of I got just gotta try my best. Yeah, and exactly. That, I think is one of the another huge keys of this movie is just try your best. Yeah, mm. right. And when you get anybody down, get up again. Exactly. Anybody can wear the mask. Keep going. Keep trying your best. And that's a huge it's a huge metaphor for life. I would say as well because mm-hmm. yeah. lots of things in this sh- shitty fucking world we have right now is is stuff. There's the environmental problems. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. get into the whole problems of it. Yeah, but like. There's a lot of stuff that like, I will. No, just <laughs> a lot of stuff. No, a lot of stuff in this world. There's a lot of stuff in this world that can keep you down, right? And the, the main part of this movie is, you know, you do your best, and you'll 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 be fine. Well, yeah. and that anyone you, can be their own person. Anyone can be the hero. Is, yeah. is is a huge part of this film, and that is something that I believe the Spider-Man as a character, even before he was even on the, the silver screen mm-hmm. itself, has just always been a huge part of it. Yeah, like just try your best. Anybody can be it. I'm just a kid from, you know, I'm just a kid from Queens. Yeah. He says that all the time. Yeah. You know, or, or Cap says that too, Captain America, I guess. Yeah. I'm just a kid from Brooklyn, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I, I, I think it's a huge part of the, the theme of just keep you trying your best and you'll succeed. And I think the alternate universe thing kind of builds on that too, because mm-hmm. it avoids a thing where I think a lot of superhero movies do, where it's like, oh, it's on this one special person to save everybody. It's like, no, there, are, anybody can be the hero. There are so many people like you who have the potential to do these great things. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just think that I just think that's such a great message. Yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah. And I think that's a really good message for kids to know, and that's actually for every demographic. To well, exactly. Kind of every demographic, and this, this is why it's such a good film mm-hmm. because it ties all these themes and all these little things in so beautifully. Yes. And so well wrapped up in this in this two hour fucking movie. Oh yeah. That it's just insane that they fit so much in such a small amount of time. 
Yeah. Mm. It's nuts. And they do it so well that, like, you can go back and watch the movie again and get something new out of it. Well, exactly. I haven't seen this movie in probably about four months. Yeah. Like, it's endlessly rewatchable. I just, yeah. every time I watch it, I just love it. I, I can, can watch I it cannot, again right now. I would yeah. love to watch it again right now. I yeah. cannot get over it. I want to go to bed. Well, obviously. <laughs> Fuck you, Chris. I'm not actually going to watch it. Again. But no, but that's just thing. keep my eyes open. I'm not scared. We're, we're going to. Oh, the dark. Speaking of, since we just sang that, let's talk about the soundtrack. Yeah, let's talk about yeah, the soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. That um, is, the soundtrack of this movie is so good. Can I, can I say something real quick? Because you guys are going to go off about the songs. And I am too, because they're like, they're. They're really good for a genre of music I don't actually listen to at all. Yeah, hip-hop-ish. Well, I wasn't going to say hip-hop-ish, but I was going to say, like, top 40 shit. Yeah, no, um, that's like, actually more of a... Yeah. yeah, like, for top 40 shit, like, this is decent. But what I was going to say is, I love the score, and it's mm. so underappreciated. Because everyone talks about that fucking Post Malone song, and everyone talks about the other songs. Well, it's because that's and, like, the one that relates yeah, and those, to Miles the most. Well, right? and that's the one that relates to Miles the most. But, like, the score in this movie is so fucking so good, guys. Good. Like, Miles' theme is amazing. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. It's, it's oh, God. oh, I don't even know what his song's called, but it's, yeah, you're right. Where, where he's finally learning to get himself. Yeah. yeah. It what, is so What's good. up, Danger? Is What's up, Danger? That's is, that the one, is that, are you thinking of the one where he jumps off the building? Yes, yes. No, no, I was talking about, like, Miles is, like, like, when he, um, when he goes to, uh, help the other Spider-Man. Oh, that one's great, too. Yeah, that yeah. one's amazing. Like that. Like I think that's like my, like the movie's like central score theme. But I think it's more for Miles. I don't know. But sure regardless, exactly. it's great, and the score is very underappreciated. Very thank you. Very and good underappreciated. Night. It's it's so good. Like yes, every, and you're right. Everyone talks about that post Malone song. Every it's it's on the fucking radio. Like I don't listen to radio at all. It's still, and, yeah. I listen to and about, every every so often. Like if I'm in someone's <laughs> car and someone's got a top forty station on, it's like. It's all I hear is that fucking Post Malone song. It's like, and I don't like Post Malone, and it's a pretty decent song. I'm, it's not, a good I'm song. not. I like. I'm not, I, a good, I'm not a big fan either. I but. I don't mind Post Malone. I'm kind of getting into him a little bit more now. I'm kind of like listening to more of his songs. But yeah, this song. This is this is the song that got me like really wanting to listen to Post Malone. Okay, this this. That, and I that, mean, and, and like because usually I wouldn't be like you know what it's just a, it's a, it's a song in a movie. Yeah. It's whatever. I was gonna say I don't like Post Malone that much at all, but this never made me go. I want to listen to more Post Malone because I already well, have my opinion. But not like hugely like you think, but like just just even just like, like just check out his other songs a little bit and like, yeah. there's, there's also a song by jaden smith in this movie called oh. uh way up which yeah. is actually also a really good song it's i think it's in the credits somewhere oh, okay uh and it's you know just one of those you know uplifting songs of a spider-man song right he's, he's you know clearly some uh some themes from spider-man in the lyrics but it's it's just another just addition to the soundtrack that just makes it. Something. It can't be as it can't be as good as Willow Smith's. Like I whip my hair back and forth shit. <laughs> uh, which, by the way, just describe. I think describing what I thought was the name of that song is the most senior ass moment I've ever had. <laughs> back in my day, we used to listen to that. I whip my hair back and forth shit. Remember when that was the number one song on the radio? Yeah. Fuck me, man. God, yeah, that song me. is fucking. That song might as well be a fucking satire, but it's real. <laughs> Like, that seems yeah. like something weird Al would do as a joke. Probably. <laughs> uh, last thing uh, I guess we should talk about is, just just real quickly, because we don't really want to delve too much into this topic, uh, is Kingpin. Yeah, yeah. 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 He is, like, uh, you were explaining earlier how I think the origin of Kingpin is kind of, you know, he was beaten by his father a lot. You know, he had a really abusive uh, home life when he was a kid, right? And so he yeah, yeah. Bo- literally bullied his way through all these crime syndicates. 
mm-hmm. and and uh, to get you know, call himself the kingpin of crime, right? Yeah, yeah. And the reason that he's so big in this movie is that he's just to show off the huge mass. He, it's all muscle. He looks like a square. He's literally oh, a yeah. gigantic block square. There's a there's a, there's a scene where it's literally the entire screen is is black, and all you see is his head and his collar. Yeah, yeah. and it is just like fuck. He yeah. is huge. Yeah, this is the only iteration of the kingpin, like aside from. The Michael Clark Duncan and Daredevil and uh, Vincent D'Onofrio, Vincent D'Onofrio and, and the, his brilliant performance in the Daredevil TV show. This is the only one where, just because of the magic of animation, you get the real sense of his size mm-hmm. and sheer imposing will. Because Kingpin, yeah, it's like you said, Kingpin is not fat. No. He is Muscle. incredibly strong. Yeah. Like, stronger than well, any human has ever been. He Spider Man. Yeah, with one with, like, with, hammer with, blow. With one haymaker. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. And that comes across, and like his, he's he's got devotion where he's trying to like back to the leap of faith thing. Like he's trying really hard to control like what is gonna happen in this future by bringing back his family. And obviously that's not gonna end well because you can't do that. Yeah, yeah. you can't. They, they established those stakes really early on. Yeah. yeah, there is one thing I would have liked to see a campaign that would have changed, and this is just a preference of mine from old. Uh, you, we were all talking about the old TV shows. Of yeah, yeah. And, like the and the one that we were like from the nineties called. Uh, was, was I think it? it was just Spider-Man the Animated Series. Yeah. Spider-Man the Animated Series, yes, which is yeah. great. It's the one I grew up on and the one I loves. Oh, yeah, same. In that series, Kingpin wears a white, oh, completely yeah, yeah. white suit with, like, a pink tie or something like that. And that is, to me, the most evil-looking fucking suit I have ever seen. Yeah, that's <laughs> You true. know, even though it's white and pink, it's just on him because he's so large and mm-hmm. such a, just a hulk of fucking, no pun intended, hulk of mouth fucking yeah. stuff. Yeah. That he just looks menacing in the white. Yeah, right? like that all-white suit you're talking about that Kingpin wears in the animated show. Yeah. It reminds me of the getup that the killer characters wear in the movie Funny Games, <laughs> which I get the reference and three other people listen to the show with. I get it. Oh, cool. I, I don't. <laughs> oh, it's it's really disgusting. You'll hate it. <laughs> yeah, but like... I if, love it. That's... If uh, if they were to bring Kingpin back somehow in like the sequel, that's where I would like to see his costume yeah. go at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's, I guess, a, I guess, a good story. You know, what would you guys like to see in the future films of this franchise? Um, I'd like to see Lord and Miller come back, and I'd like to see the directors come back. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm talking more, you know, plot-wise. Oh, plot-wise? Oh, I don't give a fuck. They can do whatever they want. I don't <laughs> care. I had... Uh, I give them carte blanche. So, Let them go. I yeah. confirmed this with Stefan. Uh, so there's, there's a new kind of element to the Spider comics coming out recently. Relatively called, new. Relatively new. Like, yeah. I don't even know, like, a couple of years or so. A few like years. A couple of years. Something called the Wolf Spider. Yeah, which is it ties into the Spider Verse comic set uh, comic series. It's basically mm-hmm. he's this the evil Peter Parker that is like in, he has lit like he has the Doc Ock looking forearms, but they're literally just spider fucking tentacles or whatever yeah. the fuck yeah. it is. Spider legs, spider legs, spider tentacles, spider, <laughs> spider tentacles, spider man time. Woo! <laughs> but anyway, he has arachnophobia. These, these huge things, right? And the whole th- his okay, power is that. There. Oh yeah. His power is that he can steal the other Spider-Man's powers, right? And then I believe the only way to defeat him is if he overloads too much power and he yeah. basically yeah, yeah. dies of overpower, yeah, yeah. right? But I think that would be a really good way to take the franchise because it would tie in with the already Spider-Verse-esque uh, themes they have going on. It would bring it, it would allow them to bring back all the original characters from the first movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'd create a higher stakes villain than what Kingpin currently is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It would allow the uh, end cut scene with uh, Miguel O'Hara. Mm-hmm. Which would allow, which would, I would totally so be good to see Oscar. It would just, I just, I think if, if they're gonna go anywhere with a certain villain or how to connect the next movie, that would be the way to go. Oh, I, th- I think, I, I think I'm totally on board with that. Yeah, that I would, know. that would be cool. But mm-hmm. what I want is them to basically readapt one more day. 
Shut the fuck up, Chris. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Okay. Oh, explain okay. it, Stefan. Okay, oh, so, God. Brandon. Brandon, my sweet boy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's atrocious, is what it is. It's, okay, so at the end of the Civil War in the comics, yeah. uh, Peter has had his identity revealed. Yes, um, okay. And so he and MJ and Aunt May are living in a hotel somewhere. Yeah. Uh, but Kingpin learns about this, and he orders a hit on... Uh, I forget if it's or on Spider-Man or Aunt May, but point is Aunt May gets shot. Okay. Um. So, Jesus. but the devil comes to Peter and MJ. And, oh, Jesus. Or, I don't know if it's the devil it's or so Mephisto. Bad. I don't know if there's actually This sounds like the fucking ultimate Spider-Man where he goes to the fucking cat world and starts talking to all these stupid cat people. Spider-Man Unlimited. But Thank wait! You. <laughs> oh, God. This gets worse. Wait. Uh, so... This is like Shrek Forever After, but worse. Oh. It's so... Ah... Uh, 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 so they have these fucking four issues of boring deliberation of, like, uh, so Mephisto offers that they can eat, they, he can bring, they can either let Aunt May die and life will go on, or he can bring Aunt May back, but at the cost of their marriage. He will rewrite, yep. rewrite history so that they've never been married. And after four issues of deliberation, they, like, start saying, like, Oh, we're gonna. We're probably just gonna let her go because she's lived a long life, and that's the correct decision. Yes. And then at the last minute, they're like, "Oh, actually, no, no, we're gonna sacrifice our marriage to bring this ninety-five-year-old woman back." <laughs> oh, and so man. they do that, and it's awful. And it, and they bring back and like, Spider-Man comics had a hard time like getting back on their feet after that oh, because yeah. they they lost like the throw line. Um. Also, I think they lost their audience. Yeah, um, like, oh, and, and, if, and if you want to hear a story that sounds even worse, listen to our last episode where we talked <laughs> about Spider-Man Rain. Oh, God. Mm. Yes, yeah, Spider-Man Rain's bad. But yeah, I wanted, that, that, that uh, sounds bad. It's not I bad. wanted to bring yeah. something up about One More Day. So it was one of the... It's one of the few Spider-Man arcs I've read. And it was the one that almost turned me off of Spider-Man. That is how fucking yeah, let's, bad it let's is. Let's not have that. As no, no, no. Fucking do it. I want Lord Miller to make fun of it. Shut up, Chris. Lord. Shut up, Chris. We're not giving happen. him any don't fucking don't idea. Fucking you know, you know, Avi Come on, Sony. Shut up, Chris. Avi Arad is going to hear this and he's going to think you're speaking literally. <laughs> <laughs> We're kidding. Don't do it. Please. <laughs> <laughs> but Avi Arad is such a genius. What with Venom and the amazing Spider-Man I'm movies. strangle you to death. Go for it, pervert. Oh, fuck. Um... <laughs> So, as for, like, what they're doing in the future, like, we already know they're doing a sequel to this, and Brad, Brandon actually really like your idea. Mm. Uh, we also know they're doing a Spider-Women movie, yes. which is gonna have Gwen Stacy, uh, Jessica Drew Spider-Woman, I think, mm. um, which would be really cool, and Silk, Cindy Moon, who is a more recent character, uh, who's also really cool. My hope is that they bring Madam Web, because mm. Madam Web is super cool, uh, and that, that sounds pretty good. Um, the the good the good thing about this movie is just kind of opens up all kinds of possibilities for them to play with. Mm -hmm. Like you can do more alt U stuff. You can do stuff that's more off the wall. Uh, you basically have free reign. Do you want a Spider Man twenty ninety nine movie? Go for it, buddy. Do you yeah. want to? Do you want a, just a Looney Tunes style series of Spider Ham stuff? Go for it. I'm here for it. Well, yeah, they've got so many opportunities. It's why I kind of just want to say, do whatever the fuck you want. I don't care. But like. Honestly, as long as the original creative team is back, yes. I don't care what they do. I will be okay yeah, with anything. It's because yeah. you know that whatever they come up with, it's going to be good. Yeah. Now, I do have a question for you guys before we go into recommendations. Mm -hmm. So, obviously, 
since the Amazing Spider-Man movies came out, there's been a lot of debate over whether or not Sony should still have the rights or whether or not they should just completely surrender it to Marvel at this point. And I think that Into the Spider-Verse has kind of thrown a wrench in there. Mm, but, at the sa- but at the same time, well, we've also got Venom. <laughs> and Venom <laughs> was... Well, like, say what you will about like the comedic value of that movie on an ironic level. It's terrible. Yeah. Um, and we will talk about that next year. Mm-hmm. But that, that kind of leads me to ask... With Into the Spider-Verse, do you think Sony should still have the rights? Do you think it's a good thing? Or do you think they should just still surrender it to Marvel at this point? Well, like, here's the thing, is that with they've tried two Spider-Man sequ- uh, series so far. Yeah, so they three, did. Three, I guess, if you include this one. Well, I was gonna say, yeah. like, well, I guess four, I guess, if we're counting this one. Because, like, yeah. there's, there's well, the, the Rain... I, I, I take the MCU Spider-Man as... The, that's Marvel. No, 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 but Sony still has distribution rights to that. But they don't, they're not really as involved in the... They're yeah, not in as involved, process. but they... No, like, they're still involved enough. Yeah, Their but, name is still on it. But it's, it's, it's not... It's, an, it's lo- yeah. a little amount enough where you can just classify them as basically just a Marvel Spider-Man. Basically, yeah. I, that's, that's why I take it anyways. Yeah. Uh, in terms of the rights, whether they have the rights or not... Whether or not like they the, should. The, nerd, the, the inner nerd in me is like, yo, yeah, give it all to Marvel. Give it everything. But I, you also have to realize that, like, Marvel has a loss of a lot on their plate right now. Oh, yeah. And, like, I'm, like they, they're they bringing the Fantastic Four. They're bringing the X-Men. They're bringing all the people from Fox. Into they're probably not going to bring back Deadpool at this point. I don't even know if they bring back Deadpool. From what it sounds like, it's I think they are. Did, well, did, you, did you see the Phase 4 movie plans? Because there is a Deadpool movie in there at the very end. Oh, really? Yes. Oh. I'm shocked. No, no, there is one. It's probably gonna be PG thirteen. Fuck that. In terms of the rights, first, for, I think if if Sony continues to do what they did with the, into the Spider Verse with Spider Man, they should keep the at least half keep the rights because uh, like worth like with because this is in association with Marvel, right? This movie. Yes. Yeah, and it was like you and me said, you and me said, uh, Stefan, one of the best Spider Man films we've ever seen. Oh, yeah. oh I right? agree with you it's, on that. And so favorite, I, yeah. I think if they keep. It really it, it depends on how how the next movie goes for me. If yeah. the next if the next movie is just as good as this or even better, then I think Sony should probably keep the rights. Yeah. But if not, then maybe let someone else take the wheel. No? Yeah, because I think that's the other thing too is that if Marvel completely takes the rights, as we've kind of seen with like home, well, more with Far From Home than Homecoming. Like Far From Home was kind of serviceable. Yeah, a little bit. And that's why I will like. That's the thing is like Marvel makes good enough movies they don't make great movies a lot of the time yeah. they make good enough well, they make products they well, make well, serviceable well, products yes. well, like, like, I, I think if sony keeps trying to make more movies like spider-verse and less like the amazing spider-man 2 or venom well venom shouldn't be a standalone movie on its own but venom is such an iconic spider-man villain that spider-man should be a part of the fucking movie yeah. i mean at least Spider- somehow spider-man doesn't if venom doesn't work if spider-man isn't involved somehow well exactly yeah. well it's evident in the venom movie yeah. yeah right um but we will talk about how good tom hardy's performance is next year uh my position on this has always been that intellectual property rights should go but it as for this, yeah, I, I kind of fall with you guys too. Like, we're, we're just gonna have to see how it goes because Marvel are, are what they are. They well, they yeah. will continue being what they yeah. are. Well, uh, yeah, they're so huge now, right? It's just yes. Yeah. Whereas Sony, I guess their approach is much more off the wall. Uh, yeah, like, Sony's approach is like fuck it. Well, it's, well, it's very, yeah. They're like the comedian that throws everything at the wall and sees what sticks during their act. Well, if, yeah. you, if you had like, because if you had asked me this question before this movie had come out. You would I would, I would have been like, give it to fucking Marvel. Oh, and that's yeah. the same with me, and that's why I'm saying, which is, like... which is why, and it, this it just show, goes to show you how well this movie did, because it mm. literally changed the minds of 
every Spider-Man fan out there who hated the Amazing Spider-Man franchise because the we'll talk about that in, it's, in another it, week, though. Well, and that's the thing is it's definitely making me kind of go back and go, should Marvel have the rights? It, it was, really makes you think about it. Yeah, it really, yeah, yeah. like, and I think that's something, like, this felt like the thing, like, if Sony did this before, then I don't think that this debacle with, you know, Marvel taking, you know, part of the wheel would have happened. I don't, I honestly think that Sony, or sorry, that Spider-Man would have stayed with Sony. Well, I also don't want Marvel to become the new Disney. Oh, I'm Marvel. Which it Disney. already fucking is. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, no. but you know what I mean, right? No, like, no, no. Yeah, I know in in terms of, like, it just has every superhero rights franchise yes. everywhere, right? Because the only superhero movie, unless it's a DCEU movie, which is what getting better. Is DC. Like, yeah. DC's getting better, but they're oh, nowhere God, close Shazam to... Oh, so good. Yes, but they're nowhere on close to on par to where Marvel's is right now. Well, because DC's kind of doing a huge course correction right now, mm. whereas the thing with the Sony Spider-Man movies is, I don't fucking know what they're trying to do. I don't know if it's a course correction or if they're just making more shit. Like, I think the smartest thing that Sony could do right now is tell Avi Arad to get the fuck away from these movies. Yes. Yeah. That's number clearly, one. He's clearly just in it to sell toys. He's oh, the, he's the one he, who made of the, course he is. Amazing yeah. Spider-Man, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's... Well, he was behind all of them. He's one of... I think he's the guy who pressured, like, uh, Sam Raimi into to, pushing yeah. a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, he pressured Sam Raimi into Venom, I think. Yeah. One thing I want to say, and I don't know if you guys want to put this in this episode... Um, I saw something online the other day, and it was just something Marvel Comics posted. It was a picture, and it, all it was was the number fucking four in webs. Okay. Like like the four like the fourth yeah. Spider-Man oh, film, yeah, yeah, that. potentially. And I read it. I, I, I read the article. It. it could be like a potential a potential fourth Raimi film, or maybe they're going to take Raimi's ideas and put it in a comic book form. I, that's what I heard is that they're going to be taking Raimi's and I, ideas. I, either way, I think if, if something's coming out with 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 what Raimi wanted to do. I, 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 I think would be I'm more excited. interested if it was a comic book. Me too. I, I don't need to see it then. Yeah. <laughs> Toby McGuire is now 45. Let's have him play 26-year-old oh, cool. Peter Parker. I love 25-year-old Toby McGuire as Peter Parker. Can't wait to see it when he's well, in you, middle age. Well, <laughs> well, and the thing is, actually, I just thought of this too. I'm is not that, a Toby McGuire fan. Neither are we. <laughs> what about this? What if, what if Peter B. Parker from this Spider-Verse is actually the Toby McGuire universe? Well, that would kind of cheapen it for me, cheap. It would cheapen it for me as well. Yeah. Um, but you could also be like, if if they were gonna make a fourth movie, they could be like, oh yeah, so maybe they don't directly say it's part of it, but like, yeah, he's a dad, he's married to MJ now. I mean, if that's how you get, he's me- he's had kids now, and now and then, and Spider Man Four is about his kids becoming the new Spider Man. If, that, yeah. if that's how we get a Peter B. Parker movie, I guess I'm fine with it. Yeah. I, I don't know, like I'm just spitballing ideas. That could right? also mirror. So, sorry, Chris, I know you want to wrap it up, but uh, <laughs> uh, Brandon, what I was telling you about, there's actually a comic uh, that's kind of an alternate universe where it takes place. What if uh, Spider-Man and Mary Jane had let Aunt May die after one more day, and uh, it's called Renew Your Vows, mm-hmm. whereas it's in the future, and Peter and Mary Jane have had a kid who also has spider powers, mm-hmm. and uh, it's them being a superhero family. Uh, so that's cool. Yeah, see? The, and uh, most people, uh, some people like that more than the mainstream comics after one more day. I'm surprised they haven't been an MJ Spider-Man yet. I think I'm sure. I think that she's kind of one in that. Uh, I'm sure there's probably other versions too. Yeah. Another version is um, Spider Girl, which is a bit older, mm. where it's uh, Peter's daughter, Peter and MJ's daughter Mayday, who becomes Spider Girl. Well, she's May, but Mayday is her nickname. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's cute. Yeah, it's really cute. But well, yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, I guess recommendations, guys. Yeah, for this movie? yeah, it's great. Uh, thumbs it's up. It's fucking great. Way, <laughs> thumbs way. We're all up. we're all doing. Uh, two thumbs up motion right now. Hey, it's a visual medium. We're all idiots. We're all dumb. <laughs> <laughs> we're all dumb. 
But uh, yeah. yeah, so yeah, go watch this. Go watch this movie. Go treat, watch. This treat movie. yourself. You treat deserve. Yourself. You deserve. You deserve the best. Just, yeah, <laughs> and watch it on the biggest television yes. humanly possible 100%. if you can. Yeah. Um. But yeah. All right, we're done. Thank God. Thanks I can everybody finally for, go hang myself. Uh, oh, for listening. I guess you got a plugger shit. Okay, so yeah. Stefan socials. Okay, so you can follow us all on Twitter, and you can follow the official Sequel Decay account on Twitter at, at Sequel Decay. At Decay Sequel. At Decay Sequel. You can also find us on That's Facebook. Um, if you want to become a Patreon and support us financially, please, God, please, please. Uh, you can I want us- money! <laughs> you can find uh, us on Patreon. <laughs> this episode will be posted on YouTube, uh, and right now exclusively on YouTube, but hopefully we get SoundCloud figured out. Yeah, uh, that that is going to be in time. Yep. Yeah, more stuff on the way. More yep. stuff on the way. We've got more Spider-Man shit coming for the rest of the month. Yeah, yep. July is, is Spider-Man month, so strap yourselves in, folks. We're in for a fucking bumpy ride. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> at least we're going through the Raimi movies next. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're, like, we're leaving the fucking Amazing Spider-Man to the end. Yes. That's going to be so bad. I know. <laughs> oh, God. I know. We all got to get together for those. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, recommend us to your friends. You know, share with everybody you know. You know, Tell your mom. Maybe she'll like us. My mom liked us. For whatever that's worth. My dad did too. My dad watches the episodes now. Oh god, <laughs> tell him I'm sorry too. Oh, he'll hear he'll hear it. <laughs> um, uh... um Morris, on behalf of all of us here at Sequel to Kai. Mwah. I am I am we are so sorry that we fucking ruined your child. Oh, I am worry. sure you thought he could have been so much better, but we fucked up. <laughs> Right. Oh, don't worry. He wrote me off a long time ago. <laughs> 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 oh, all right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, we'll catch you all next week. Fuck yeah. Bye. Bye. Get the fuck out of my house. Why was I waving? I don't know.